Hey guys, welcome into the Bear With Us podcast. I'm Jack, he's Frank. As always, we're here talking about some NFL football, not Bears football, because the Bears don't play in the AFC. Thank God for that, Frank. Yeah. Because if they did, it would be a long 10 to 15 years uh, with Patrick Mahomes and all these other guys that are, spoiler alert, going to be at the top of our quarterback rankings. Uh, Last week, we did the NFC quarterback rankings for 2023. If you missed that, go check that out after you watch and or listen to this episode, of course. Uh, And then, Frank, I think we're going to try and like sort of Frankenstein these together, these two lists together next week. Uh, And then eventually we're going to get to our 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 uniform rankings. I I really like that idea. I want to I want to have a little fun with it. And we're still determining if we want to. You know, are we going to rank specific jersey like are the Seahawks neon green different from the Seahawks? silver green and blue from like the, from like almost, the 80s or 90s and you know what i, I think it's going to be pretty time dependent because ideally what i would like to do is like rank the sort of like mash it all together so like who has the best three you know what i mean like the best three jerseys Ooh, from I, every like team. But I, I don't know if we're gonna have that's gonna take time to sit down and like power rank it well if only we had time if only we had time to talk about all those jerseys you know with all this well, no news we, that's coming out and well, we have time to talk about it, but I'm talking about like, I want to take, if we do it that way, we, I, I want to take that shit serious, man. Well, that's yeah, going to be, that, that, that's going to be that tough. Deserves, that does, that deserves the time and attention. Cause there are some really great ones. There are some really that's bad some, ones, but too. in within the same franchise within is what I'm saying. Franchise. Like this, and, yeah. and, and there's obviously going to be some, you know, uh, subjectiveness to it because you hate the Bears orange, so like that's going to be a lower tier Bears jersey. But then you like the don't don't you really like the white on white? Um, I do. So does that even it out? Does that make it? I like you know the, what I mean? Like it's. Uh, I like the white on navy. I think that's a good look. The white on Bears. navy is really. I, I I like all, especially in football. I like like the either all whites with like yeah. the, the the team jersey or the all blacks like the the Atlanta all black with the red. Uh, outline numbers and letters is really nice. Both of those I are very aesthetically pleasing. Think it's a shame what the Cardinals have done to their jerseys because they. I agree. It's just boring. Like it's just. I. When was the last like jersey reveal that got you like stoked? Because I, I like the last few years. It's like all right, we're coming out with something new, and it's like you think of like the Buccaneers and their like time clock jerseys or yeah, yeah uh what, what what are what are some other the jaguars when they had like the the college like gold back end gold that like they're, they're fine now they are the jaguars jerseys infinitely better now yes but, like agreed when is like a redesign been good right maybe the lions with like well, the they, more light blue yeah oh that, that they yeah i agree I, even i'm the biased though i like suck. i like all i like all shades of blue especially like lighter yeah. baby blue so it's it, it you know yeah. it doesn't take me much to, to to like those types of jerseys but that was a good one i i feel like the nfl sort of hit a reset button because they tried that color rush shit and all of them were ugly all of them were well, i don't know was that nike adidas it was one of those that was two. nike it was nike. those were bad um, there were there, there overwhelmingly bad but there were some that i did like uh, like the Ravens, all purple. The Ravens, like all purple, those. were nice. Yeah, I agree. Um, what? Uh, like, the, but but then you think of like the Rams, all yellow ones. Those were gross. And then didn't didn't they yeah. wear like dark blue pants with that? 
if I'm remembering right. It just yes. was. It, it, it was an ugly color, and it was also an ugly combination of some sort that I, I, I can't remember exactly. But I just remember it being super underwhelming. But that was all I, I, I in the to, color I or need... the cool rush. What did they call it? Color rush. Color, color rush. Color, color rush. rush. And those were the uh, those were specifically used for Thursday night games. <sighs> Way to make Thursday that product night had to pop, have, huh? Uh, let's see. So I, I'm, I know that this is completely not what we're supposed to be talking about today, well, we're but here. since we're, we're fucking here. All right. So the Seahawks have sort of like this, they have their neon green with like blue numerals, which I, I don't know. It's just, it, it's not neon green. It's more like a it's darker like, green, like highlighter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the commanders are, I guess back then they would have been the Redskins. They were like yellow with like the burgundy numbers. I don't know. I don't just, even remember that, to be honest with yeah. you. The Bills had those all red ones, which actually looked kind of nice. I think I do uh, remember that. Same with the Chiefs, all red. The Oh, see how old this picture is? This has a Rams. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley wow. representing the yellow and blue. Oh, the, the Cowboys one was nice. It was like the white with like the blue numbers and the, God, the Cowboys have some good. The Cowboys, I, pound for pound, they may have the number one jersey in the NFL. I mean, just because the, that color scheme, that like silver, blue, and white. What is that blue? What is that? I don't blue? know. It's like a good. It, it, it may be there. You know how like the Cubs have cubby blue? It may be their yeah. version of blue. Maybe cowboy blue. It is very aesthetically pleasing blue. But just, just all three of those colors together are just a perfect fit. It just works. Yeah. yeah. The Vikings have like a purple and like yellow. Oh, numbers. I remember that. I like those ones. Yeah, I did like that. The Patriots actually surprisingly had a good one. They have like the uh, darker blue, white I, numbers, and then like the I red stripes. Those, those, those weren't bad, good. yeah. I those think, nice. now that I'm thinking though, I think pound for pound, the NFC North may have, outside of the Packers jerseys, because they're not the greatest. Aesthetic. Well, let me not say that. I like them individually. Like the, the green jersey, the yellow jersey, those look nice. But when you pair them with the pants, it doesn't look that great. But the rest, I think the rest of the uh, the division has really nice uniforms. Overwhelmingly. I think so, too. I think so, too. Yeah, the Giants that had, like, uh, the Giants, which I really like, it's all white, blue numbers with, like, the red outline on yeah. them. Giants there there was some... one iteration of the Giants where they had red jerseys, and it didn't fit for me. Was that this last yeah, year? Yeah, that was, that was Eli. That was back in the Eli oh, yeah, that, days. that was they gross. The, I didn't like red... it. Yeah, the Browns just obviously all brown The Browns and probably pound for pound have the worst uniforms. Uh, the Chargers have like a dark blue with like yellow number. I actually yep. kind of like their dark blue at times. I, but uh, I, nothing will ever beat their their powder blue that they had when LT right. was there. Ooh, that was great. But it's just like because now they're we, we've talked about this, too, where they have like the yellow pants with like the light. Blue. I know. And I don't like it. It's a bad <laughs> it, it's a bad combination. I mean, I, just the same way that I was talking about the Packers, where it's like if you just look at the jersey, like I like it. But when you pair it with the pants, it's usually not very good. Yeah. The the Titans had the, their light blue. And it's kind of boring. Uh, the Bucks had they may be pewter brown. The, Titan, the Titans may be the only franchise that made light blue boring to me. And I love light blue. See, I like the Bears. The Bears were the all navy. I like that. It was one. navy on navy. They were yeah. Navy. It was navy on navy. I, they probably had a couple of uh, yeah. I don't know. If... I'm just kind of skipping through some of them because I can only describe. Oh, the Dolphins were orange, all orange and Ew, white. Oh, I remember those ones. Those were yeah. yeah, not good. All right, Jackie, let's get to these. Let's get to this list. Yeah, the rest. The rest of these are are pretty, except for the the Saints. The Saints color rush was they, they've kept those. Th those are the ones that are all white 
with like the gold oh, those black are nice. and then and then the helmets. Those are real nice. Yeah. yeah. Those are those are real I I like those a lot. I like those a lot. All right. So we're we're going to kind of continue our trend. We'll talk about jerseys another day. Um but uh we're going to continue our trend sort of the same way we did it last week uh where we go 12 through 16, our bottom tier, mid tier of 6 through 11 and then we'll do we'll reveal our top 5 going 5 to 1. So Frankie, I started us off uh or, or you did last week. So let's continue that trend. What is your 12? Let's, let's go 12 through 16 and we'll kind of just kind of, we'll, we'll give both of ours and we'll just kind of go back and forth a little bit. Okay. Uh, am I starting at 16? You start however you, you, okay. you damn well, please. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 16 to 12. Uh, to be quite honest with you, Jack, 15 and 16 are not a knock on these guys. They're 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 rookies. So I just it, it was tough for me in the oh, AFC. Oh yeah, see, we already. So we're we're way off <laughs> we, then. We um, we already have some some controversy on these on, on this week's edition. Anthony Richardson was 16 for me, and again, it's nothing against him. I think he has a lot of tools that need to be cultivated. But for this year especially, uh, I I had to get him last because I don't think. Um, I don't think they're going to win very many games, but I think he's going to have a lot of opportunity to develop. Um, 15, I, I sort of put both Stroud and Mills because I don't know if they're going to start Stroud right away uh, down in Houston. Again, same thing there. I think Stroud is much more along in his development as a quarterback than Anthony Richardson, but he's a rookie and not the best situation, so it is what it is. So really, 14 and above is where my list started. So 14, I had Russell Wilson. 13, I had Jimmy G. 12, I had Ryan Tannehill. And full disclosure, from about 9... Nine to twelve for me was very, very tough. Maybe even to thirteen, because Jimmy G, he's sort of a product of what's around him. But yeah, the list started getting tough way earlier than it did on the <laughs> NFC list. So just to recap, yeah. it was Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud, Russell Wilson, Jimmy G, Ryan Tannehill. That's my sixteen through twelve. Sixteen, I had uh the Tennessee situation just and total complete. Wow. Wow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Ooh. You know this this podcast. If you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that I've never been uh, a Ryan Tannehill believer uh, or Tennessee yeah. Titans quarterbacks just in general. Uh, it's just a mess down there, and uh, you know I, I, I kind of factored a lot into these rankings a lot more so than last week. Um, I, I, it is situational, but it is also. I did throw in some career stuff too, because where I was really kind of struggling was uh, the next one. I had Jimmy G at 15 and I went Jimmy G above Tannehill based off of playoff performance. Like, like Jimmy G has had some big moments in, in some playoff games. Like let's, let's not get it twisted. Um, I had to put him lower though. Jimmy G that is at 15, uh, just due to the foot injury. Uh, there's talks of, like his contract might be void uh, with the Raiders, which is interesting. Like I, I hadn't huge, heard that huge problem. Yeah. They, uh, he had surgery in March and oh. they put that into his contract that if something happens with his foot, his contract is basically null and void. So who, who the fuck would start? Let's just live in this world for a second here. He, they void his contract. He's a free agent he goes back oh. to San Francisco. Cause of course, why wouldn't he, who the fuck are, are they starting? So, well, that's that's the big question, right? Because you have uh, they, they lost um, Jared Stidham, right? Who everybody was excited about. They were like, oh, maybe, you know, because he went to the Broncos. You have Brian Hoyer as his backup. Wow. Yeah. And Aiden O'Connell, who they took in the fourth round, who I believe 
I believe played for Purdue. I want to say, yes, he was the quarterback for Purdue. So you have a fourth round rookie and a journeyman, former Bears great, uh, uh, Brian Hoyer, if you'll recall. Yeah. He played yeah. for the Bears. Jimmy, uh, so, yeah, Jimmy that's, G, uh, if they that void his, problem. It, it, it will be. If they void his contract, they're going to be in the Caleb Williams oh. discussion immediately. Like, I, I know the team in general isn't great. But you got to figure he's going to win five games, right? Like the baseline for him is a little bit higher just because his floor is pretty high. Well, I would imagine whoever is the, you know, in charge of of the Raiders, you know, I, I know it's Mark Davis, obviously, is the owner. But like, man, that that would that would leapfrog the Raiders as one of the most dysfunctional franchises. It would currently. But again, because you moved on from a very good quarterback a good, a good to very good quarterback in Derek Carr, to arguably a downgrade in Jimmy Garoppolo. Anyways, mm-hmm. throw on top of that his injury history, and then throw on top of that they didn't draft a a quarterback until the fourth round in this in this rookie draft. Yeah, when everybody thought they might. Well, I'm yeah. I mean, they were rumored for a lot of those quarterbacks trading up yeah. to get Stroud potentially, even if Richardson fell. So who knows? R- R- Richardson didn't fall, but. If he did, I would wonder if they were in. You well, know, Levis fell. Yeah, but he, everyone passed on him. That was sort of the the problem with that. So, but I get what you're saying. Wait, so what was your 16 through 12? Got it. Uh, Russell Wilson was also 14 for me. Okay. Um, Mac Jones was 13 for me, and then 12. I have Anthony Richardson. Okay. As well. I mean, so we so. we have the same guys. They're just a little bit different of order there. Yeah. Uh, Except a for Stroud. Bit. Except you didn't yeah. have Stroud in the 16 through 12. Get a little higher. I'm a little bit higher. Okay, little, yeah, no, that's good. Higher. The one, the one name I, I know people are going to come at us pretty hard because I think I think everyone else on on this, you know, on the list, people aren't going to bat an eye, but it's going to be Russell Wilson. Um, I, I, I would, I, I mean, we we saw this, you know, what would you even call it, like residual downslope that he had had in Seattle before he had gotten traded. He just started to not look like himself. He started to get hurt a little bit more. But I think really what what came about it was. What what made Russell Wilson special was his ability to extend plays, his ability to scramble. He never really had games where he was sitting in the pocket, dicing teams up. He, he extended plays, even broken plays to a degree. I mean, he, he reminded me a, a lot of, of Ben Roethlisberger in that. As I, I looked at Ben the same exact way. Like, once he lost that ability to manipulate the pocket even and, like, extend plays, they weren't like those timing-based, everything's-on-point type of quarterbacks. And... Now that he's a little bit older and he doesn't have that ability anymore, he sort of stripped away his superpower, right? And like you sure. sort of see what what he was, or, or, or I'm sorry, not what he was. I don't, I don't mean to be disrespectful. Just what he is as as a pure pocket guy. Um, and I just I I can't imagine him having that much better of a year, even with obviously an upgrade at head coach and just offensive philosophy. I just I I think it's just it's him, man. Like I, again, you know. Even though we thought uh, Pete Carroll was the loser in in all of that, now that we're proven wrong, it, it just shows me that those guys in that front office, that Pete Carroll, they knew what they were doing, you know, and and they got a career. And it's no disrespect to Geno, I had him in my top ten, but they got a career backup and had him put put up better numbers than than Russ. Better numbers than I mean, you're comparing this to a prime Russ in Seattle, right? And you sort of take right. everything. Uh, and I know this has been said in, in so many words before on this podcast between probably both me and you, but like um, 
you you take everything into consideration with him. You know, why are they running the ball so much? Let Russ cook. And it's like, you let him cook and you see why that they were doing these types of things. That this that coaching staff, that front office were the were the ones that drafted him. They were the, they were the ones that nurtured him. They were the ones that helped develop him. They did those things for a reason. They they relied on the run heavily for a reason for so many years. They traded him for a reason. You know what I mean? Like and and you I, I think last year was just sort of showed you why. Just in totality, you sort of had that overall experience with Russell Wilson. Um and then just to add on top, and I don't want to harp on it, you know, too much. I feel like we have, and I don't want to beat the dead horse, but I do think you 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 add in the uh, just like the unlikability. Like I, I don't know if I've ever seen an active player have teammates that talk about him or talk about them as much as they have Russ. You know, like Richard Sherman has come out. A couple of um, the other players on defense had come out and said things. Marshawn Lynch had spoken about like you know being upset that you had to like. I mean, what was it like? Talk to his agent or whatever. And it's like, dude, we're teammates. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? So it's like, he has this sort of thing about him that, you know, especially if you're not going to perform at a high level, that may be acceptable if you're winning Super Bowl rings. You know what I mean? But you're not. And uh, I, I think that only adds into it. And and <laughs> the early reports of Sean Payton, like, you know, learning on the fly that he had his own office and like everything. He's like, well, that's not going to be a thing with me. So who knows what it's like now? I don't want to enter speculation land. Um, but now you have like a, a head coach who is really going to take command of this locker room and, and this franchise, you know, coming off a year where Russell Wilson was supposed to be the savior of it. And uh, there's a scenario here in which it doesn't end well. I, I don't know what his contract details are, but would you be shocked at the very least if he's benched by like week eight and and, and Sean Payton, who, who, who did they sign? They signed um, Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham. I, th- that is right. Yeah, that is someone yeah. who can come in and 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 run an offense. He's, he's not Russ. He's not. I'm not saying like he's better than Russ or like a prime Russ or anything like that. But he's your av- you know your your baseline average backup guy. That if your stutter isn't getting it done, you know you want to get a good look at. So I don't know, man. That, uh, all of that played into me putting him pretty low on my list. Well, it's it's uh, it's you know it's the NFL the off season when uh, they're making a big deal out of how much weight. Russell Wilson lost. It's the common tropes. Yeah, it's just it's you know, he comes in prepared, ready to go. It's just, it's just pretty funny. The other one, um, <clears throat> I think, you know, we've gotten kind of some, you know, uh, one of the jokes that we made for quite a long time on this podcast was Mac Jones and how we talked about him. You know, how much shit we got taught, how much shit we got for the way we talked about him. Um, now, listen, I, I don't I I did not put Mac Jones low on this list because I think that he's a bad quarterback. I just don't think he's ever going to be the reason teams win a game. Like you're not going to win because of him. I think there are teams that could win with Mac Jones. Mm -hmm. Like I think Mac Jones could be a considerable upgrade uh, for a couple of teams. Like Mac Jones, I think would be great in Washington. I think he'd be, I think he'd be awesome in Washington. Uh, Tampa Bay would be better to have Mac Jones. Uh, Atlanta would be a really good fit for Mac I Jones. Agree. I would love to see him in that offense. But unfortunately, the the offense that he's in, I'm curious to see how it operates under Bill O'Brien. Right, Bill O'Brien had had some success offensively both in New England as well at uh, at in Houston too. Uh, El- Alabama, he was he was just there as their offensive coordinator. So he's going to provide more normalcy than what you got last year. So I do expect a bounce back from Mac Jones. 
I just don't know what his ceiling really is. Yep. With the weapons that they have gotten for him. I like Juju. Obviously, I don't think he's a wide receiver one, like a true X. Like, and if he was, the Chiefs would have kept him, obviously. Um, but overall, I, I like what the Patriots have, but they're not going to run their offense through Mac Jones. Um, so ceiling wise, I, I, you could probably argue that one guy, a, a guy who's maybe a couple spots above him, you could maybe kind of put a little bit closer in uh, in Kenny Pickett, who I'll, you know, I'll share Max. But that's kind of why I had Mac a little bit lower. Yeah, no, I mean, he's not very far off for me, so I, I can get to my 11 through 6. Because um, I think you said everything that we needed to say about Mac, but 11 for me uh, is, is Mac Jones. Uh, 10 is Kenny Pickett. Uh, 9 is Tua Tungavailoa. 8 is Deshaun Watson, seven is Trevor Lawrence, and now here's six and above, Jackie. I had a really fucking hard time, but but six to me was Lamar Jackson. Okay. Um, you said everything. I, I, I'm in total agreement with you about Mac Jones. All in there. I think that's perfect. The guy that I want to focus in on here for me, Jack, was Tua. Yeah. I, I, I had the hardest time. You said you had him at nine, right? I had him at nine. Okay. And I almost had him look. I, I I originally jotted down Pickett and Mac Jones over him. To be quite honest with you, I I almost had him at eleven. And this is where I started to like, you know, split hairs here. Um, but the one thing that Tua has shown me that sort of separated him, you know, from everyone else below him, and, and it, well, not everyone. It, Tannehill, Jimmy G, and Russ is more is more like age, injury. You know what I mean? If they're all in their primes, I'm taking them over Tua. But as it stands right now, the, you know, picking Mac Jones, what's the, the, the differentiator was the one thing you can't say about Tua is that he can't run an offense. His quick delivery, his quick decision-making, his, his short game, his intermediate game, it's very precise. The, the, the comps to Drew Brees, I totally see. I, outside of, you know, I, I think people get the noodle arm Drew Brees a little bit too stuck in their head because that wasn't the case when he was in his prime in, uh, with, with, with the Saints. He sort of had that same thing that, you know, uh, that Ben Roethlisberger had where their arm just sort of gave out. And even Peyton Manning, like the arm just sort of gave out as your career went on. But um, there, there, there are certain times where you're like, man, if if he just had like a smidget more of arm strength down the field, I, I mean, he, he would be in like the top five conversation because it's like IQ-wise, ability to read a defense, his, you know, uh and not, not only read a defense, but just read it quick. That sort of, you know, the, the the CPU, that that you know, getting things and knowing where to go right away, getting through options really quick. He's really good at that. He truly is. But then I think we saw struggles last year in that offense when it was sort of press coverage or when teams just didn't respect the downfield game, and and it, it would still burn them because at the end of the day, you still have Tyreek Hill and uh and and Jalen Waddle who just. You could put me back there and I, I could toss it 30 <laughs> yards and they can go up and get it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and it just sort of, it, it will happen. But I think as teams got more aggressive against them, that's when you really started to see the flaws show. But 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 again, that sort of style, you, it's proven you can win with. We saw Chad Pennington win a lot of football games in the NFL. And it's, it was a similar type of deal. I, I think Tua probably has a little bit more arm strength than him. Um, and But uh, again, for me, this is where things got really dicey because then I got into like looking who was above him and like Watson Lawrence do you know do do I weigh those last four games from Watson very heavily you know and like is that really who he's gonna be or or do I weigh the bigger sample size of what I know he was in Houston uh 
So it got tough. This one got tougher. So again, to recap for you, Jack, uh, uh, 11 was Mac Jones. 10 was Kenny Pickett. 9 was Tua. 8 was Watson. 7 was Lawrence. 6 was Lamar Jackson. I had 10, or excuse me, 11 was Kenny. Kenny P. 10. I can't, I, uh, after last week, I, I really didn't think this would happen, but CJ Stroud is 10 for me. So I have a rookie in the top 10. Didn't they not, did not expect that, but I'll explain why in a second. Nine was Tua uh, for me as well. So kind of matching that up perfectly. Uh, eight, here's the big, the big discrepancy. I have Aaron Rodgers at eight. Ooh. Uh, seven was Watson. Six, six and five was the, 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 the struggle for me. But I knew how much shit I would get from you if I put Lamar below Trevor Lawrence. So I, <laughs> I put, uh, I put Trevor Lawrence at, at six. So for me, it was again, 11 through six, Kenny Pickett, CJ Stroud, Tua, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about the rookie CJ Stroud making my top 10. I, I, I think for me, it's a big difference about where I ranked CJ Stroud versus where you had CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud was my number one quarterback. Yep. yep. Um, I, I think he's, going to be a very good player. I don't love the landing spot in Houston. I think it might take it. Like, I don't think he's going to come out of the gates playing like a top 10 quarterback, just to be clear. They do not have the weapons to, to really do that. Um, but I think they have a very good run game. I think there are some intriguing weapons for him to, for him to use. If he does, you know, start right away. Um, I just love his skill set. Like, I just think his accuracy is is really going to put him on top of he he may rise very quickly in my opinion um i just think his skill set will really translate to the nfl i just hope he's in the correct team and environment to do that i would have i would have loved if he had been in carolina that, that that's all i'll say or or if he'd fell to indianapolis so to, to yep. be in that offense too uh i i just i wonder how much houston will hold him back uh, the reason that I had Aaron Rodgers uh, outside of my top five, unlike you, I still need to see it. I, I still mm. need to see him outside of Green Bay. I need to see him in a different conference playing teams that aren't the Lions and the Bears multiple times a year. Um, the Vikings, you could say their defense as well, has, has also not been that great. Like I think the the jump in competition – in the AFC East with say what you want about the Patriots overall, the last couple of years, it's still the Patriots with their defense. You know, it's still going yep. to be the bills with having to basically get into like, what happens if he gets into a shootout with Josh Allen, like Frank call me crazy, but is Josh Allen, not the greatest or, or one of the best quarterbacks that Aaron Rodgers has had to go head to head with. In a division? In his division. Um, since since who? Yeah, I mean, who? Since Favre? When he was at the Vikings? Stafford? I mean, would you? I wouldn't put Stafford? Josh Allen and Stafford on the same level. No, I mean, one someone might say Jay Cutler, but at this point, I would say Josh Allen is a better quarterback than him. Right? Yeah, I don't know. No, and, and in the division, who was... Who was the Vikings? I mean, they had, uh, but before Kirk Cousins, they had a year of, um, why am I blanking on his name? He had a really good year that year, too. Uh, the the Stephon Diggs game against the Saints. 
Oh, uh, Case Keenum. Case Keenum, <laughs> really good year there. And who, who was the quarterback before? Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy B. Yeah. I Christian mean, Ponder. Oh, God. They went through a bad. Uh, and then before before him, was it was. Favre. It was Favre. Favre and then Culpepper before? Culpepper was before. Before Favre? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, Favre and Culpepper are probably your two best out of that whole list, right? Um, Cousins, I guess, could be in the, you know, but yeah, no, I, I, I mean, this is clearly the, you know, the best group of quarterbacks that he's had to go against as a whole in the division for sure. And and not for nothing, the defenses too, because I mean, the Rams or uh, the Rams, well, I, I guess the Rams, they traded Jalen Ramsey to the Miami Dolphins. Like this is going to be a, a very good Dolphins team. It is going to be a very good Bills team as always. And not for nothing, the Patriots might be pretty not, not better. I, I don't think they'll be, you know, going for a Super Bowl or anything, but it's still the Patriots. You know what I mean? Like this yep. is yep. Aaron Rodgers' biggest test. He's also going to be 40. I don't I, I need to see it with my own eyes that he can still get it done in a di- in a completely different setting, in a completely different setting. I mean, this is this is he, he's never experienced something like this before it, 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 going to a different conference, playing in a new home stadium. He's not going to have the comforts that he had in Green Bay. So that that's kind of what led me to bumping him down a little bit. Um, and I just overall think. Future wise, Deshaun Watson should be I, I think he should be much better, obviously, yep. than those last yep. four games. And then honestly, I wanted to put Trevor Lawrence in my top five, but I need to see it for a full season. But I, I love Trevor Lawrence. I'm I'm big fan. Yeah, big look, fan. Look, I, I mean, we what did you have uh, Trevor Lawrence at six? six? I had him at seven. So we we were we were a spot off. I think that was really uh, that was the perfect spot for him in that range. He had shown so much growth last year um, with a normal head coach and good offensive skill players. Who could have yep. foreseen that? And a solid run game in an offensive line. Yeah, I mean they 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 really built around him, and he he took the necessary steps that I think you know not only everyone in that organization but just NFL fans could be really excited about because. He, I mean, he's he's starting to live up to that the uh, the high praise that he got coming out of college. I think the um, the only one that I want to touch on before we get to five through one here, Jack, uh, was Lamar Jackson. I feel like for me, he is in uh, in this list. He has one of the lower floors for me, just because of his injury history. Um, again, I, I've been on record, and I'll continue to say I think he's a a very underrated pocket passer. That said, last year before he got hurt, I don't know if it was a concerted effort on his part, the coaching staff's part, or they came together and said, let's, you know, not let you run as much. Um, but the times he did run, or even like try to manipulate the pocket, or, or I don't even want to say manipulate the pocket, the times he stood in the pocket and decided, it, what it seemed like, decided to not scramble at all to like make, you know, uh, make a play outside of the pocket. He looked a little off. Like, he didn't look as dynamic as he used to. Like, his speed, he seemed a little bit slower. And I don't know if it was the thing where he bulked up to, like, take additional hits in the power. I don't know what what it was. Again, I I don't want to speculate too much. But because of that, I I think he's been an effective pocket passer for two reasons. One, because he has a phenomenal fucking arm. The touch he's able to put on balls, the arm strength that he has, he's, he's much more accurate than I think people give him credit for. Um, but two, it was because he was a threat to run. So I don't think defensive ends could always pin their ears back on this guy because if you overcommit, he's going to break off a 20-yarder on you. 
and you know you have the the racist NFL fans that that make that a negative, but that is not a negative. That that's a positive. Anytime you have a, a playmaker at any level on on either side of the ball, that's a positive thing, right? Like I so I I, I say that to say I'm not saying that negatively, but I think because last year I think teams noticed that running ability wasn't what it was. I mean, I saw like linebackers catching up to him. I'm like, this isn't the Lamar that I know. The Lamar that I know gets around that edge. You know what I mean? The Lamar that I know gets, you know, uh, blows past that linebacker. And so for me, it was tough. But just with his track record and his talent, it was hard for me to get him any lower than that. Um, But this year could really change my view on him if I had that same feeling again. Um, What I'm hoping for is... There was some sort of nagging injury last year that they said, hey, let's let's stay in the pocket. Let's not chance this. And I, I don't know that to be true or not, but the fact that he did get hurt midseason again could be telling, you know, because I mean, because the play that he got hurt on wasn't anything crazy. It was like, what was it like week six or seven? It was like a regular tackle and he was just out and everyone was like, what the hell happened? Uh, and so that to me means, you know, nagging injury, got bad timing. You got hit in the same spot that you've been hurt at. We got to shut you down. Um but he 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 was a he was a tough one for me, Jack. Anyone you want to uh, another one you want to touch on before? I I thought you were gonna go right to Pickett, uh, with uh, with 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 the list or with this portion well, of the list. I mean, I I I love my guy. You know, I love my guy, Kenny P. But uh, I think that there's still a lot he needs to show. Yeah. Um, honestly, I I would not be mad if someone had if if you tried to argue that Mac Jones should be higher than Kenny Pickett. I would not argue with you. Um, just based off of some previous success. Um, I kind of looked at it again. If I were building a team from scratch, you know, which quarterback, which would I, I honestly, I, I kind of wanted to put Anthony Richardson a little bit higher. Um, but I feel like the limitations right now, I, I, I mean, look, I know the Colts keep saying like, you know, they, they keep saying the right things. They keep talking about how much they love the guy. Obviously they drafted him. Um, but I, I'm just curious to see what it will look like in game, you know, how that accuracy will translate, how he's going to be able to read defenses, um, and how he'll implement his rushing ability. But Kenny Pickett, I think is just a super underrated athlete. He kind of reminds me more of like a poor man's Andrew Luck. Um, cause he doesn't have quite the arm strength, but he has similar athletic ability. And Andrew Luck was also extremely like, yeah, Andrew Luck was basically white Cam Newton. Like people don't want to. He didn't run as much, it, but, but his numbers at the combine were. They were very similar. I want to say he ran a faster forty than Cam yeah. too, if I'm not mistaken. He Andrew Luck was probably closer to Jalen Hurts, and I think people realize with a better arm, he was probably more of like he would fit very well in this in today's offense yeah. uh, with the dual threat quarterbacks. Um, and I think Kenny will too. And I, I just like the weapons they have for him. Um, I, I just, I, I'm very curious to see what he does in year two. Um, I, 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 Lamar Jackson was five for me, and I, I know we're probably going to go five, four, three, two, one. So I'll, I'll just kick it off with Lamar. The reason I had him higher uh, in in the top five is you brought up a lot of good points. The injuries obviously do scare me a little bit. I always wonder though, with like a, a player like him, who's trying to get a specific contract. I do wonder how that contract, those negotiations kind of played into what he was doing. Like, was he going a hundred percent, you know, on the, on those plays where you're saying that he got caught by linebackers, you'd like to think so, but who knows, right? Who, who knows exactly what his mindset was last year. 
And again, I just think the improvements in the in the skill department, like he didn't have J.K. Dobbins to start the year last year. He didn't have like any wide receiver. Their their best wide receiver was Devin Duvernay. And like he, he's he's a good player. He's, he's good. But what they've been able to do with Zay Flowers bringing in Odell, Isaiah likely should be playing a much more uh, impactful role, I would imagine, this year than he did last year. I I don't know. I, I, I think Lamar is headed for a big year, um, and it sounds like they're going to want to pass in this offense a little bit more than than running the ball. I just think the overall the Ravens have have are, are going to be in a better position to start the year. And, and we'll see if Lamar can can maybe hold up a little bit more if they do decide to to pass and make that more of a focus. So that, that was kind of what was going through my head. I still think, like you were saying, extremely talented player, has a very good arm. We'll see if, you know, he can he can survive some of these injuries. Yeah. I also, I, for me, this is the first time that he's going to be with an offensive coordinator that is going to be able to, I mean, because the thing is, he's progressed as a passer so much since his rookie year. Um, and I don't mean that arm talent-wise. I just mean, like, re- you know, the things that we talked about with, with Justin Fields, reading defenses, processing, going. Um, and I, I don't think they're... they're I'm, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Greg Roman. He, uh, the OC that they had, he, he never seemed to be able to progress past that, like, run first, run heavy. And, I like, you, I wanted more for Lamar because I think he's, he was way past that than relying on just his athleticism. Um, anyway, we can dive into the five... Do we want to go one by one or just five through one? I'm fine with doing one by one. Okay. Five for me uh, was Justin Herbert. And I, I, with you having Aaron Rodgers so low, I figured, uh, I figured that that would be my son's interrupting our podcast. Yes. I'm here. Okay. He is here, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) He's Um, here. Five for me. He's here to talk about Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is so talented, man. But what it came to me when it came to the top five, I, honestly, if Lamar doesn't get hurt last year, I think Lamar's my five and I swap these guys. Um, and, but you look at some of the throws that Herbert's able to make, man. And it's, it's like, I know the chargers are going to charge her and they've, you know, they can't figure it out from a kicker standpoint and, and yada, yada, yada. But it's hard for me to hold him responsible for organizational mishaps and, you know, bad coaching decisions. I mean, Brandon Staley is one of the worst time management guys in the league. It seems but you just like watch him throw the football, his anticipation throws, throwing people open, his ability to get from read one, two, three. There isn't a, I, I mean, it's like it's him and maybe four other guys that are able to make some of the throws that he's able to do uh, that are on this list. He's phenomenal, man. And I, I think it's a shame that he's in the same conference as uh, Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if he'll ever really eclipse them because it seems like they just, you know, have more competent teams and front offices around them. But my God. He he is he is very fun to watch. So Justin Herbert was my five. Yeah, I have uh, I had Justin Herbert at four uh, for a lot of very similar reasons to what you were saying. I mean, last year was considered a down year for him. He still he still threw for forty seven hundred yards. It's insane. Twenty five touchdowns, ten picks. Like the numbers were down. Granted, on the on the touchdown side, and okay, his rushing ability was also limited. And if you're wondering why, uh, if you'll recall, he was dealing with rib injuries. Last year, like cracked ribs. Remember that that Thursday night where he he just looked. I, I mean, they, they, he stayed in the game, and I think he probably ended up playing through that most of the year. And you got to also remember his weapons are also are, are constantly in and out of the lineup. Um, you think of guys like Keenan Allen, extremely talented when he's playing, 
Mike Williams, who had an incredible year last year, uh, and then this past season, or two years ago, I should say, this past year, more of the same, hot and cold. One week he'd do nothing, the next week he'd explode for just an insane amount of yards and, and touchdowns and just make some crazy catches. They've added Quentin Johnston, who I believe – if I'm remembering correctly, was your wide receiver yes. one yep. in this rookie class. So that's really exciting. Um, and then they still have Austin Eckler for, for now. Um, you know, we'll see if he gets, if he, if they move on from him, but yeah, I mean, I, I've, I, I really, really like Justin Herbert. Um, I feel like him, him and Trevor Lawrence are, are very similar type players. Um, I just, like you were saying, you kind of just watch it with Justin Herbert and you're just like, yeah, he's, He's he's going to be one of the best in the league for yeah. a long time. Listen, Trevor Lawrence has if he has he has a, a big year here. I I would probably put it. I I think he has a higher ceiling than Justin Herbert, and that's saying a lot because I, I I like Herbert a ton. I want to um, see Trevor Lawrence throw for thirty touchdowns, and then if he if he does that, then I'll consider it. But I mean, like Herbert does pretty much like you were saying, he does everything you ask him to do, like everything you'd ask a top tier quarterback to do. Right, he throws for forty five hundred plus, throws thirty plus touchdowns, limits the the amount of picks that like he's only throwing. I think like the the most he's thrown is like fifteen picks or something like that. So he turns the ball over very infrequently. So he does everything you ask a top tier quarterback to do. But like you were saying, how much of of what the team does should be held against him at I that know. point? Yeah, no, it's it's going to be one of those debates where I. People have tried to say he's the new Phil Rivers, and I, I know they're saying it in a disrespectful I tone. I think he's better than Phil Rivers. And that, but that's what I was just gonna say. Like, you know, it, people are saying it disrespectfully as if Phil Rivers was a bum. Like, I know some people didn't like his personality and such, but he was a top tier quarterback for most of his career. But Herbert, I, I, career wise, you you would have to take Phil right now, just because we know how it went, and he's you know one of the best from his era. But ceiling wise, arm talent wise, Herbert is is I think going to be better than him if he stays healthy. Um, but moving on, th- this was, it seems like our biggest discrepancy. Well, well one of the two, Stroud was was the other one. Uh, four for me was Aaron Rodgers. Um, I understand all the points that you made. Uh, where I differ with you is I still saw the arm talent from Aaron Rodgers last year, and I truly believe he was just checked out of Green Bay. You look at his body language, you look at, you know, just the way he looked on the sideline. I don't think he gave a fuck last year at all. And that's not to say, like, <laughs> had he given a fuck, they make it to the playoffs. The, 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 the roster's starting to deteriorate a bit. They're having to get rid of guys like Zadarius Smith. And, you know, uh, the offense, the uh, the weapons that he has around him have not been the greatest. So, I, my, my I guess, re- rebut to, to you, Jack, is while he does... He is going to be playing probably the best quarterbacks of his career within his division and, and, and some of the best defenses outside of some of the Bears ones that he's had to play over his career. I think this is the best weapon group potentially he's ever had. It, it definitely is since the Jordy Nelson and Greg, Greg Jennings. Jennings. Yeah, I forgot who they had a tight end at that point, but I really liked him as well. Um, I, I mean, they're, they're stacked. If Brees Hall can come back at some point this year, Garrett Wilson is there. Jermichael Finley? Is that who you're thinking of? Was it Jermichael Finley? Jermichael Finley? Or maybe I'm thinking know. way too far back and I'm thinking of Bubba Franks. I always like Bubba Franks. Of but name. I don't think he played. He played with Favre, but I don't think he ever played with uh, with uh, Aaron Rodgers. But, yeah, I mean, the, the supporting cast around him and then also just the defense. I, the, this may be the best defense that he's had. Uh, they have a lot of talent on the opposite side of the ball, man. They have a pass rush. Sauce Gardner has already solidified himself as 
at the very least a top five corner in the game. Um, and, and to be honest, like a, a, as long as Rogers doesn't have the ego that he does when he's talking about things that he's not qualified to, <laughs> and he and he is realizes that this team doesn't have to win because of him every single week, and if he can just make the right plays and rely on the run game a little bit, I mean, because even if Bre uh, Brees Hall is out, Michael Carter is a damn good back. Like I, I liked what I saw from him the year that uh, before they drafted Brees. You know what I mean? So, and again, it's not to say that oh, like you're old now, take a step back and and but no, like there's going to be certain games where I think they can win just off the strength of him making a couple timely passes and the defense just sort of does their thing, you know, or or, or Brees Hall can or Michael Carter can break off a couple of big runs and they build an early lead and now we're just going to slow the game down. Like like they have a roster around him that isn't you know the way that Green Bay has built around him since those offensive weapons left where he has to do everything. Um, and again, it, it's hard for me to not look at some of those games last year and like, you know, look at him make up a, a dime of a throw and Christian Watson just drops it downfield on the very first play of the season. Or, you know, yeah. Alan Lazard, even though Lazard is there now, but like the people dropping timely passes. And if you're already halfway checked out of somewhere and that thing is like, why am I wasting my time? Like I'm, I'm leaving. You know what I mean? So right. again, no excuse. I, I don't think as a professional you should do that, but I do think that is what happened. Yeah, no, and I, I don't disagree. I just don't think it should be understated about the like. I, I would say the potential conference division opponent factor. I think it really does play into it because, and, and granted, two completely different situations, two obviously completely different players. But you look at the, the the struggles that Russell Wilson had, where he's going into completely unfamiliar territory and playing in one of probably the best division, in, or what I guess what everybody thought would be the best division in football, just given the the quarterback status. I just don't think that should be understated in terms of how that could could impact Aaron Rodgers. I agree with you that his talent is is definitely still there. I just think there are reasons why he could you know could, could struggle yeah. as opposed to just he is still Aaron Rodgers I think there were maybe some external factors that had me pushing him down a little bit. I agree but I I, I think we just take the opposite stance he has to prove yeah. to me that he's over the hill <laughs> versus and like he has for to you, prove, he has to to prove to, right he and I, <laughs> I, I think both stances are completely merited it's just you know yeah personal opinion at that point all right who was your three um, yeah my, my three is uh my, my three is Josh Allen. For, I think we have the same one, too. I, I don't yeah, think it's, it's any... Yeah, uh, it's Josh Allen, jo uh, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes yeah. is my so, three one I, I mean, do we really have to dig into them as players? I, yeah, I, I, absolutely. I, we need to spend 45 minutes yeah, talking about... arguing. ...why, why Patrick Mahomes is at number one, all right? <laughs> but so, no, but look, you, but, what, what I want to ask then about these three, Jack, because, again, I mean, what, what is there to say? These guys are, I think, the three best... Um, the, the 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 most likely candidate to jump into the top three over one of these guys. And it's, Ooh, it, I like that. I like is, that. Okay. Is it Justin Herbert to you? Man, part of me wants to say it's Trevor Lawrence, if I'm being honest with you. I don't but know if he has a supporting cash just yet. I, I think I th I think it would be all right, I'll, I'll give you three candidates that I okay. could see jumping into. So next year when we do this, who could be in my top three on, on this list? Justin Herbert, absolutely. Yep. I want to say Trevor Lawrence, but I think I agree with you. I don't think he's going, unless he wins the Super Bowl this year and and, and just goes crazy, you know, throws 40 touchdowns, things like yep. that. Yep. 
Um, but I kind of want to. I kind of want to say it, so I'm going to say it. I'm going to say Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, and my dark horse. No pun intended. I don't want to hear any shit for it. Is Deshaun Watson? If he can recapture Houston, Deshaun Watson. I think there's a chance yep. that he could crack the top three. I don't foresee that happening. That's why it's my most like, he, that's like an out there pick. I, yep. I don't think that'll happen, but if there's a guy on the outside of like the top six who could, I, w- I would say Deshaun Watson is probably that guy, just given his, his previous history in, in Houston. I think that's fair. I, the only one that I would swap out, I would take Deshaun Watson out and I would put Lamar Jackson in his place. So for me, it would be Herbert, Jackson, and Lawrence. So see, then, for a lot of the reasons you said, I, I I don't think I would see. I I think five is like Lamar Jackson's ceiling moving forward. Okay, for me, okay. for me, I think that's his ceiling. I think that's about as high as I would ever really put him, unless again he throws for fifty touchdowns and wins yeah. the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, no, that's fair. I just think if he has like. Because and I don't think this was the case last year. If he has eighty percent of his legs, he's he's that already elevates him probably above Justin Herbert for me, just because he's such a threat running the football. Um, but then, so let me let me sort of continue on with this. Who of those three, of the top three, is the most likely to fall out of that top three? Josh Allen. Josh Allen, right? I feel like he has the lowest floor. I, I, I his ceiling is up there with anybody. But I, there were things last year, Jack. I didn't like what yeah. I saw out of uh, out of Josh. Yeah. I had to put him at three just because we saw what he what he's done in big time games, what he's done over seasons, his progression since his rookie year. He's been phenomenal. But like, push comes to shove. Let's just say, if someone told me that, it, it, also depending on like what the the criteria is, maybe like thinking of dynasty or something. If you had Justin Herbert over Josh Allen, I wouldn't be upset with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, there's a reason that Joe Burrow is number two for me, and it's just again the, the, the just the pure ability that Joe Burrow had. Like, and 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 the funny thing is, Frank is like, if you look at Josh Allen's numbers, like, because because what you just said, you know, you were like, I, there were some things you saw last year that you didn't really like, but like, you, you think, okay, well, what 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 could it have been? You think obviously Brian Dable leaving probably had a big, you know, something big to do with it. But like Josh Allen's numbers were like eerily similar to what he did in 2021, if not more efficient. Like he threw, he threw 640 passes in 2021 and threw 36 touchdowns. He threw 567 times last year and, and threw for 35 touchdowns. That's one less touchdown with like, 70 less 80 less passes like that's that's impressive efficiency and his rushing numbers were also eerily the same but something just didn't look quite right yeah it looks like he was taking more chances it looks like he was just trying to force things a lot um and they didn't really add to their to his weapons either outside of Dalton Kincaid uh, who's going to be a rookie tight end and we know that you know the the chances of making a, a a legitimate impact as a rookie tight end are very small, very marginal. So yep, yep. 
I, I could absolutely see Herbert or Trevor Lawrence knocking out Josh Allen, depending on what kind of year he has, especially on the flip side of what I was saying. Aaron Rodgers might be the best quarterback that jo- that that Josh Allen has faced in his division. Yeah. I And you know what? It was – he had – the thing that sat with me, it, it, part of it was the Bears game. He looked awful against a really <laughs> bad defense. Like, I was expecting him to come in, and uh, the Bears still lost the game. But I guess it, it, it felt like he had more – interceptions that he did but I think he just had like a two or three game stretch where he turned the ball over a ton towards yeah. the end of last year um he got sacked a little bit more I'm looking at the his stats now but something just like you said and and maybe it, what I, I I didn't take into consideration the Dable thing because maybe it wasn't necessarily him I maybe it was the whole offense like the offense as a whole sort of missing that that piece that probably was Dable to make it feel or just make it be more consistent over a full year because there were stretches at a time where you're just like Am I watching Josh Allen right now? Or am I watching like fucking Jeff George? Like what the hell yeah. is going on? Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, he he was the one for me. Jack, it, as we continue to do these exercise or the, these exercises over the next couple of years, I don't anticipate Mahomes and Burrow being not one and two. And as a matter of fact, you know, if I was typing this on 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 Word, I would have hit enter like twice before I hit number two. Like <laughs> Mahomes is so far ahead. And it's yeah. no disrespect to anyone below him, to, to Burrow, to Allen, to Rodgers, to Herbert. He is, he's the best quarterback I've ever seen with my own two eyes. I, just ability-wise, and his resume is already starting to catch up to that ability. Like, this well, and dude... It, it, it retroactively makes it just silly, the conversations that were happening towards the end of the year where it was Mahomes or Burrow as to who should be number one and people who yeah. were putting Burrow at number one. It's just like, man, like I know you're trying to just like, generate right. controversy right but you can't tell me the straight face that that patrick mahomes i mean I, listen i as a kid Peyton manning was my favorite quarterback it was a reason that i was a colts fan for as long as i was and you know andrew luck extended that unfortunately but that's done we're done with that all bears all the way bear with us podcast uh patrick mahomes might 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 be the most talented like we've talked about how he aaron Rodgers has been the most talented we've ever seen. I think Patrick Mahomes might have honestly surpassed that. If I, I'm being for me, for you. me, he did it again. It's no disrespect to to, to Aaron no. Rodgers, and, no. and, and you know, and I think that's where people get a little bit annoying with these types of conversations. Of you know, they they they'll talk about Patrick Mahomes in the way that we did, and they sort of look back and be like, well, he was you know, he was a bum. He wasn't as good. He and it's like. I don't know if Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes unless Aaron Rodgers exists. Like yeah. the things that Aaron Rodgers did, you know, I know he's getting old now and he, he was a Packer quarterback. So it, it pains me and, and probably every other Bears fan to say it, but look at his highlight tape and the fucking insane 70 yards in the air throws rolling to his right just with the flick of a wrist. The talent yeah. that dude had was absurd. And you look at what Mahomes is doing now and it's a lot of the same type of things, but I, I think what he had figured out a little bit earlier than... Aaron Rodgers did was that short intermediate game that that you know Aaron early in his career you saw the talent pretty immediately and he sort of had that same trajectory of a quarterback and he finally everything clicked and you're like okay this guy's the best in the league it took Mahomes a year to do that like that that's it's and again it's not to down anyone else's trajectory or anyone else's you know ability to adapt to the NFL but we've never seen that before that is absurd 
It is absolutely right. absurd that, that I mean, we were having the conversation last year, Jack. If Mahomes retires after he wins this ring, is he a Hall of Famer? That's fucking insane. You no, know, whether the answer is yes or no, the fact that that can even be asked right now when he's been in the league for like five years, whatever it is, six years, what, what is it, five? That's crazy. Yeah. There's never been a quarterback that's ever, in my lifetime anyway, that you asked after four or five years, is this guy a Hall of Famer if he just decides he's bored with football because he's that good? And I, I mean, my answer would be yes. I don't want to dig into the weeds and like argue it, but I don't see how you couldn't put him in the Hall of Fame after <laughs> the, this, the dominant run that he's had. This has been absurd. Yeah, and it's the way he makes the throws too. Like yep. it's it's just it, unprecedented. Frank, let's let's wrap this up in a Bears conversation. Let's let's end on a on a Bears note because I'm I'm curious. Okay. So not necessarily where Justin Fields would rank in terms of this list because I think that's something that's better saved for next week. What I want to ask is put Justin Fields. Or, or, or say say there was a big you know big pool big mm-hmm. big pool mm-hmm. and and I'm talking not a, not dynasty related I'm talking just strictly football right how many of these quarterbacks are you taking or who of these quarterbacks are you taking before you get to Justin Fields and you say I confidently want this guy to be my quarterback over X Y Z um. Age is going to factor in here. So Rodgers won't be on that list, but Prime Rodgers I would obviously take because uh, sure. we just we just know what, what he was. Um, the ones that I marked off, as you said, that was Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Herbert, and Lawrence. Depending on what Watson does, I, I but it's hard for me to take Lamar Jackson even because I see a similar skill set, and I, I think Fields has, a, has better arm talent overall and very similar legs. And we also don't know what the hell's up with Lamar's legs as of yet. Um, but everyone else, I, you, you can make, maybe even toss Watson in there, but ever, I mean, I'm not taking Tua, Pickett, Mac Jones, Tannehill. So even, I, I know we may dig into this next week, but if, if he was on these rankings, he would be somewhere near Trevor Lawrence. He'd either be right in front of Watson or right behind Watson for me. So like seven, eight or nine in that area. Yeah. And it, I, it would also be team dependent and depend on who he would, you know, what, what, what team he was on, but Talent-wise, th- those are the guys that I would take above him. It's it's not very many. But again, J- Justin also now has has a better offensive line. He has weapons around him. This is the year. That, I mean, th- this is the time where the way we're talking about Trevor Lawrence going into this year, this year is his chance to show, hey, you surround me with this talent, and I'll elevate my game and their game. You know what I mean? So we could be saying very similar things to uh, about him, uh, about Justin Fields, that we are about T-Law at this point. Um, cause he certainly has the talent for it. And, and now's the year that, you know, health, uh, uh, if everyone stays healthy, especially him, um, you know, th- th- this is the year it's like, look, we, we've talked high about you. We, 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 we've lauded your talent. We've fawned over your athletic abilities. Now you got to prove us right. Cause it, no, not for nothing, you know, I, I don't think we've ever, we've ever been biased in the Justin Fields conversations. Cause again, we've talked, we've critiqued things and we've said things he's needed to get better at. But part of our evaluation has also been a little bit of projection, projecting what he could be because of the 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 um the his ability to get better at those things. Now I I don't know if I'm willing to accept baby steps again this year. We we did last year and it was great. It was phenomenal. We saw I would even say it was probably more than baby steps. But we need we need that what Trevor Lawrence had last year. And it doesn't mean like record wise. I just mean like the feel of it. You know what I mean? Like the you know making the timely throws. 
and, and, you know, consistently throughout for, for, for weeks, for hell, the whole season, if, <laughs> if we can. Um, and yeah, so there's not very many. I mean, are, are those same names for you? Yeah, I, I think, uh, mm, I think the only one that I'm struggling with is Trevor Lawrence. I just think Justin is more talented than Trevor Ooh. Lawrence. Ooh. It's like just in a complete package. I think, I think Justin, I think Justin has a better arm. Like one of the knocks on Trevor Lawrence, and there weren't many, because if you'll recall, he was the perfect prospect. He was yep. the next Andrew Luck. He was the next Peyton Manning. He was the next John Elway, et cetera, et cetera. But one of the biggest knocks on Trevor Lawrence was he has kind of like a, an unnatural way of throwing the football. And if you watch games, you do kind of see it. Like it's not a it's not a very aesthetically pleasing way of throwing the football. Like it's not like Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't look like Aaron Rodgers. But he still gets it done. He still has the arm talent to do it. He still has the arm strength to get those passes complete. I see that with Justin Fields. And maybe that is a little bit of bias. But, like, fuck, man. Kirk, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones are, are, are much better options to throw to than anything that Justin Fields has had to throw to in his career. Agreed. Like, even with Darnell Mooney. I think DJ Moore is going to really open some eyes uh, in terms of Justin being able to complete. So, like, you just think – People love to talk about the numbers, but his numbers would look a lot better if fucking Valus Jones could catch a deep ball that drops right in the fucking basket. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I almost look, his wonder. His numbers would also look a little bit better if Nikhil Harry wasn't his primary target in two or three games. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I see it with Justin Fields. I just, I want to believe that the Bears can get the most out of him. So I, I, I would also- say, I would say Mahomes, Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, are all guys I probably, probably would take over fields. I would say it's probably maybe even close to Justin Herbert. Just saying. God damn, dude. He came on so strong last year. Trevor Lawrence did. He did. He did. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, knock that. But it's just, I don't know. It was a bad division, right? The AFC South was fucking terrible. It's a Super Bowl winning head coach. You know what I mean? Like, there's such a difference between yeah, oh, that yeah. and and Luke Getze. You know, like like I like there was a, the more that the offseason went on, the more I was kind of like, fuck. Maybe maybe the Bears should have hired Doug Peterson. Like maybe they made a yeah. mistake there. And we kind of saw that in the second half of the year where, at, you know, the first half it was like, okay, that's kind of what we expected from Doug Peterson. It, it, you know, we wanted to get away from the Andy Reid tree. We wanted to get away from Matt Nagy. But then the second half hits and you're like, fuck, like that's it's same thing with Brian Dable, honestly, with, uh, well, you know, you know Dable was my number one. Yes. He, and he was, he was mine as well. Yeah. So I, it, it's hard for me to put that in perspective of, okay, yes, Trevor Lawrence had a much better year two than Justin Fields. You are not going to hear me arguing right. anywhere close right, to right. that being the case. However, I mean, we just talked about it last week. If fucking, if Justin Fields is the quarterback under Kyle Shanahan, if they drafted him at number three, as opposed to Trey Lance, Justin Fields might be a fucking MVP candidate this year. 
yeah, this, you're, you're not wrong. You you think about the easy throws that he's able to get any quarterback to to make. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, I don't know. It, it's just, I think the only reason why I had Lawrence on my list as it stands right now is because we ha- we did get a year to see what he looks like with real weapons around him. Agreed. Again, Justin this year has a chance to prove, you know, he can take that leap and that with actual receivers around him uh, and, and hopefully an upgraded offensive line that, you know, he is that guy, which I, I think he will and I think he is, but at the end of the day, he still has to prove it. Um, that was a differentiator for me. But in terms of, I mean, just in terms of skill set, they're not very far from each other. I mean, I, I would hope that there's going to be a 30 for 30 one day, just like about what happened. Like, and it could be just them. If, like, if they have both tremendous success in their careers, just sort of like, what happened? They, they were the 1A, 1B for like three years. And then all of a sudden, the draft hits. And the Mormon gets shot up the board. (laughs) The guy who played three college games shoots up the board. And Justin falls to, what, 11? Or what did the Bears shoot up to, 10 or 11? 10 or 8. I think it was 11. Yes, whatever. I mean, that's crazy. Because as a prospect, he even scored really high on the the mental game. I want to say he scored higher than Trevor Lawrence. It was the epilepsy, dude. Remember that whole thing? Yeah. There There was something else. It was the epilepsy and there was... Some other stupid ass rumor that were was it just like the hardworking bullshit? We well, that's know. we yeah. We <laughs> it's just it's just funny because because uh, it's almost like the inverse of what happened with uh, with Andrew Luck and and Robert Griffin the third because you know obviously for years it was uh, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck was actually supposed to be the number one pick in 2011. And he decided to go back to Stanford school because he was like, man, fuck the Panthers, which is why a certain somebody that you and I both know absolutely hates Andrew Luck forever. Oh, that makes sense. Um, And then Andrew Luck, obviously the next year, the Colts were like, yeah, of course we're going to. But then RG3 had his incredible final season at, at Baylor and it kind of reminds me of the Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence thing, except for the fact that teams traded up for Robert Griffin, the third, obviously it didn't end up panning out due to injuries and just really, because I mean, you think about that rookie season that RG three had, I mean, it was pretty spectacular stuff. Like it was Jalen hurts, Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson type stuff, like the athleticism, the, the running ability. Plus he was able to make some really good throws too. Yep. So it's unfortunate. People people can laugh at RG3 and make their jokes. I know he's corny or whatever. He walked. I like him. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I I haven't been exposed to him as much, but I have seen clips that he's a tad bit annoying on. Um, oh, sure. But he walked so this generation of quarterbacks can run with that RPO. and, and the, I, I mean, yep. he, he was the first guy to do it. I mean, to a point where there were people who weren't sold on him after his first year, and obviously they were vindicated because he got hurt and, you know, never – was it what uh, was the same after that? But because they thought it was a fad, they thought there was no way that uh, that we can stop. And then it went from him to Colin Kaepernick to what we have now. Like those two guys were the the forefront of the RPO offense, and now it's just a staple. Like it's it's to a point where if you can't do that, you're not high on a prospect board. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. It's. Uh, I, I think this is a good opportunity for Justin Fields. Obviously. Um, yeah, division, the conference is really lightened up. Like, you just listen to some of the names, quarterback. Like, the fact that Tua is number nine on both of our lists in this conference, like, you have to think. I mean, you look at the NFC, Tua 
Tua might be top top four, top five in, in the NFC, right? I mean, you just look at some of the guys that I would take Tua right now over the guys that I took, you know, talked about. Like, I don't think Kirk and Dak are in some, like, super significant high category, like, higher tier than Tua. But two is at number nine in the I know. AFC for me. I mean, so, thinking back to my NFC list, I think I had Derek Carr at five. I think I would, I mean, just off the top of my head, two would be higher than him yeah. for me. I mean, there's yeah. a huge discrepancy here. Again, the top like three would be, would sprinkle out the rest of that top 10. Justin Fields, my made four because Fields, I think, was my four. He, they'd all be, but after that, it's, it's all AFC. Yeah, it's. It, it, it's a very difficult, very, very difficult conference to, yeah. to win. Yeah. And it's, I mean, Chiefs are probably just going to run the table again unless Patrick Ma- or uh, Joe Burrow and, and the Bengals can uh, improve some of their play. So, no, this was uh, this was this was a little bit tougher than last week. I'm not going to lie to you. I agree. No, I totally agree. But uh, we appreciate you guys listening. As always, this has been the Bear With Us podcast. Uh, I'm Jack. He's Frank. Please feel free to like and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. Go check out our NFC quarterback rankings to see where we had some of those guys. Uh, And then next week, like we said, we'll be talking a little bit about our our Frankenstein lists. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about jerseys again, even though we're not supposed to. But that's okay. We're just here to have fun. And we hope you guys had a good time as well. Talk to you guys next week, Frankie. Later, Jackie. Later, everybody.